0: on worship, that God has created us to worship. So if we don't fill that void with him, we will worship other things. Pastor Ian talked about this last week, that we can fill our lives with other things to worship. We can worship our job. We can worship the things that we do. We can worship other people. We can worship celebrities guess what, a lot of those celebrities, they're going to be revealed very soon for who they really are and you're going to be shocked. The people that you put your trust in, the people that you admired, are not who they say they are. And that is why we must always put our trust in God and not man because man will fail us. Man will lead us astray. And that's why we must get into our word. We must know our God. We must know who he is because it says in the last days that there will be deceivers, that people will come in the name of Jesus claiming that they are him. And the warning is also it says that even the elect will be fooled. So that means even the Christians, those that followed after God, will be fooled. So we must know our word. We must know it so we can have discernment. So we're going to look at today an amazing story in the New Testament about a moment of darkness that turned into a miracle. We can be in in our darkest hour, but when we choose... To bring God into that situation, amazing things can happen. So we're going to read from Acts 16, 25 to 31. Awesome. Is it possible to have a bit more light on my page here or not? Yes. Awesome. Okay. So we're reading from Acts 16. And toward midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and praised God. They, they praised God in a hymn. It'd be interesting to know what that hymn was. And the prisoners listened to them. Now, I just want to just stop there from the prelude to this story. Paul and Silas were going around and they were spreading the gospel and they were healing people. And what had happened was they had healed this particular slave girl who was like a clairvoyant sort of, I guess you'd call her. And she was making lots of money for her bosses. And because she was following Paul and Silas around, they decided, speaking out to them and causing a bit of a ruckus, they decided they were going to heal her. So in Jesus' name, they healed her and this demonic spirit left her. Well, of course, that meant that no longer was she worth anything to her owner. She couldn't make money for them anymore because she couldn't tell futures and all those sorts of things. So they hauled them in front, of the, in front of the courts to prosecute them and threw them in, threw them in prison. So there they were. Together in this prison, not only were they in the prison, but they were in the inner prison, in the deepest, darkest part of the prison. So you can imagine back then, no light, no aeration, in the midst of the dark dampness. They were thrown, they were beaten before they were thrown in there. And they were thrown in there together in this dark, Cold place. Now, can you imagine what that would have been like? Well, we can't imagine, can we? We can't imagine. We th- we think we can, but unless we've been there, we we can't really imagine. We read this like it's a story, but I'd like you to put yourself in their place this morning and imagine how you would have felt. And it says here that they prayed and praised God in a hymn, and the prisoners listened to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and all of the bonds were loosened. And being awakened and seeing the doors of the prison being opened, Drawing a sword, the jailer was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul called out with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then asking for a light, he he rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. And leading them outside, he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your household. What an amazing moment. What was the darkest of moments in the darkest of places? What did Paul and Silas choose to do in that moment? They chose... To praise God. Wow. What faith. What faith. And what strength of character and virtue. And to go to that place when they could have gone to many other places. They could have gone to a place of self-pity. It's not fair. We're serving you, God. It's not fair. Now you've thrown us in prison. How many of us go there? Whoopsie. Thought I might need these. Put them there. We can all do that, can't we? We can have a pity party. Paul and Silas didn't do that. They didn't have a pity party that they're in prison. Sometimes we feel that we're serving God and everything's amazing, and I'm serving God and I'm doing all the right things. And why has this happened? Why has this happened? This story demonstrates the fact that Paul and Silas were complete, walking in complete obedience to God. They were serving him with all of their heart. They were healing people. They were making a difference. They were doing all the right things. And what happened? In the midst of all that, they were thrown in prison. Well, they could have said, you are not with us, God. We're not serving you anymore, God, because we've been put in this place. No, they didn't. They chose to worship. They chose to bring God into the situation because you know what? God didn't put them in that situation. Man did. Man did. And we need to remember that. God does not promise us. He says when we become and we receive Jesus into our life and our whole life is transformed, but he says take up your cross And follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. So that means that sometimes things are not going to be easy. Sometimes we're going to go through trials, and in the midst of the trials, we need to look up. We need to praise God and look to Him. But it's a choice, right? It's a choice. You know, the other thing that strikes me about this situation. Is how many of us would have turned to the other and blamed them for our situation? How many would have said, Oh, Paul, I told you to stop going around healing people. I told you where this would end up. This happened last time. You shouldn't have been healing. I told you not to. We should have kept our head down, you know. We shouldn't have made a scene. How many of you would have done that? How many of you would have looked for someone to blame? We can all look for someone to blame sometimes for our situations, can't we? Human nature, right? Adam and Eve in the garden. What happened? Adam blamed Eve. How convenient. And Adam then blamed God as well. Blame God for giving him Eve, right? (laughs) Someone's always at fault. It's not you, is it? Let's remember that when we get ourselves in a situation that God didn't actually get us into, that sometimes we've actually got ourselves in the situation because of our choices. But Paul and Silas were walking in complete obedience and they chose to praise God. They chose to bring God into that dark cell. And what was the result of that? Not only were they changed, but the people around them were changed. I'm struck about this situation. Is that as they were praising, it says the prisoners were listening. They were actively listening. They could have been yelling out, going, Shut up! We hate that song! Stop singing! We've had enough. No. What did they do? They were listening, something was happening. Something was stirring in that prison. Something was different as they were singing, right? Something was different. Something was changing. Something in the atmosphere was moving. Something was different. Somehow, they don't know how, but somehow the darkness seemed lighter. The darkness didn't seem so dark anymore. The presence of the prison didn't seem so oppressive anymore because of Paul and Silas, because they were faithful men of God. Because they had an encounter with Jesus and that encounter changed them. We need Jesus to change us from the inside out. We need a change, a transformation that we can change the world around us. That we don't walk around like the world does. That we walk around differently because of Christ on the inside of us that when we walk into that dark prison cell, it is not so dark anymore because we're there, because we're there. We used to have um, a prophet that used to come to this church called um, Fergus and he used to always say, you know, you speak over yourself and you say when you go places, the atmosphere changes because God is on you, because God is with you. And the atmosphere changes when you walk into a room. That prison changed because Paul and Silas were there. They changed the atmosphere and guess what? The atmosphere didn't change them. The atmosphere did not change them. They changed it, right? So this is what we need to do right now is we are in a dark atmosphere, right? I don't know if anyone's feeling it. You're in a dark atmosphere, You walk out of your house and you're feeling it. You're feeling the despair. You're feeling the discouragement. You're feeling the fear. You've got to speak to that. You've got to speak to that. You go, where I go, it's not fearful. Where I go, there's joy. Where I go, there's peace. Because you go before me, God. You go before me, God. And you praise at home. What is the song of your heart? What is the song of your heart? What song do you think they sang in that prison? Did they sing, how great is our God? How great is our God? Did they sing, the battle belongs to our God? That's one that I've been singing to myself over and over the last six months. The battle belongs to our God. The battle belongs to our God. Whatever your song is, sing it out. Sing it out into the atmosphere. Sing it out and your circumstance will change. Sing it out and, and you, you know, the world around you will become different. People will see it on you. There's been many moments of challenging times that Ian and I have walked through and people would say to us, why do you still look happy? And we say to them, because God has not changed. God has not changed. He's still our rock. He's still our fortress. He hasn't changed. My circumstance might be challenging right now, but he has not changed. He is still faithful to us. It says that he is with us in the valley and he's with us on the mountain. So wherever you are at this moment, if you're in the valley, if you're on the mountain, God is there. He is there. You've just got to bring him into the atmosphere. You just got to bring him in. You've got a choice to make. You can look to yourself. You can look to yourself and go, Woe is me, woe is me, God, woe is me. You know? Or we can look to God, How great is our God? How great is our God? How great are you, Lord? Look at the difference. How great are you, Lord? And as we start to do that, our, how we feel changes, but the atmosphere changes. All of a sudden, our soul begins to fill, be filled with joy. All of a sudden, our soul fills with hope. All of a sudden, our joy is overcome by God's love when we connect to him, when we connect to our God. Our soul is overcome. So that is why we worship. That is why, because it is our spirit to God's spirit, bringing in the praises of our God, changing the atmosphere, changing ourselves. What I love about this situation is God uses a difficult situation to show his glory. God will use a difficult situation in your life to show his glory. It needs to be beyond you, right? It needs to be beyond you and God will move because he wants to receive the glory. Paul and Silas were in an impossible situation. There was no way out. He didn't have a nail file sent in a cake to the prison so he could chisel his way out, right? (laughs) He had no one on the outside planning to blow up the place or something, you know, not that they had that back then, but there was no way out humanly, right? No way out but God. No way out but God. But God. So when we praise, we bring... God into the situation, our life is changed, but so are the lives of others that are watching on because people are watching your life. If you have professed to be a Christian, people are watching your life. They're seeing how you respond in every situation. They are seeing what your character is like through hard times and through good times. They're watching. They're seeing if this Jesus is real, right? Because if you change, if you change according to your situation, then they don't see Jesus. They don't see the strength of Jesus in your life. So there was no way out. They had no option. Wow, what an amazing situation for God to move. In Isaiah 12, 2, it says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Is the Lord God this morning your strength and your song? Your strength and your song, it says that I will not fear, I will not be afraid because the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. Miracles happen when we praise God. When we praise God, how many times throughout the Bible did miracles happen when the people of Israel praised God, when we saw the walls of Jericho come down, not because of what man could do, but because of what God did. We need to bring God into our situation by praising him, by choosing to praise in our darkest moment. And that praise will affect those around you. I'm guaranteeing it. Your praise will affect those around you. And others will begin to ask you, how is it that you have joy? How is it that you have hope? And you can share that God has changed your life, that he is with you. God does not promise to take every circumstance away, but he promises that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. So you are not alone. You always have him with you. God can use the impossible to bring others to salvation to bring others to salvation. When things are impossible, God can bring others to salvation just through your faith and through your encouragement. What happened here? The whole of the prison was shaken up. What I find fascinating fascinating about this story is not only were the chains loosed of Paul and Silas, which God could have absolutely just done that, He loosed the chains of everybody in that prison. Every single person was loosed. Every single person's jail cell opened. How amazing is that? God wants to bless everybody. God wants to reach everybody. His glory was seen in that place. Can you imagine the stories that were told from that miracle? And then the jailer also got saved as well. Because back in those days, if they'd run away, I don't know about you, but I probably would have made a run for it, right? I don't know, let's get out of here, Silas. Like, seriously, let's make a run for it. Thank you, God, and make a run for it. But no, they stayed because their heart, their heart was for the jailer too. The jailer had had an encounter with God in that moment. And they stayed and they prayed with him and saw him, saw him come to know Jesus as well. Your miracle may not just be for you. Have you thought about that? Your miracle may be to bless others as well. That others will see the glory of God in you and they will also receive salvation. How amazing is that? Our God wants all people to be saved. He wants every single person Unfortunately, they won't choose that, but his heart is for that. So if you are praying for a miracle this morning, you need to enter into that place of praise and look to our God and bring him into the situation and continue to praise him. In Psalms 48.5, it says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why do you moan within me? Hope in God, for I still praise him. Thou salvation of my face and my God. Sometimes our soul can be downcast, but we need to speak to our soul. We need to speak Life into our soul, that our soul will be lifted up and look to God. Speak to your soul with the praises of God. Let's choose this morning. Don't wait for a feeling. Don't wait for that perfect moment to praise God. Praise God amidst the challenges praise him amidst adversity and he will come into your situation praise brings joy into the situation praise brings hope into the situation praise brings life into the situation the atmosphere changes when you praise it says in hebrews 13:15 Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Praise is our sacrifice. No longer do we come to the temple with an animal to sacrifice, but praise becomes that sacrifice. Your praise Becomes that sacrifice to God. And that sacrifice is pleasing to Him. You know what I found over the years is that probably a sermon that I've never ever forgotten, spoken on worship was you can never ever kill the soul of a worshipper because their heart is so connected to God. David was a worshipper. That's why they could never kill him. Because he was connected to God in such an amazing way. And he was human like the rest of us. But he chose to worship. He chose to worship. He chose to bring God into his situation. No matter what, whether he was running from his enemies He was still praising God. What does your praise look like this morning? What is the sacrifice of praise that you are bringing God this morning? Is your heart connected fully to Him this morning? Are you bringing that sacrifice to Him? So that your atmosphere can be changed. So that miracles can begin to take place. So that people's lives can be impacted by your praise. Paul and Silas didn't know the end of their story. They didn't know what was going to happen. For all they knew, they could have been in prison for the rest of their lives. They had no idea. They had no idea. But they chose to praise, not because of the outcome, but because of who God is. They chose to bring God into that prison. They chose to bring God wherever they were. They brought him in and everything changed. Amen. Let's pray this morning, mighty God. Mighty God, we just thank you. We just thank you, God, that in the darkest places, you are there. In our darkest moments, you are there. God, we just ask that you come into every situation this morning, that you bring a miracle into our situations. God, we look to you this morning because you are beyond our circumstance. You are mighty, God. And we just thank you, God, for who you are, for what you've done, for what you're going to do. And in this place, we give you our hearts, our full hearts. Let's pray this morning. Lord, you know, if there's anyone here in this place, you know, and you know that you're in that dark place and you need to make a choice, a choice to ask Jesus into your life. If that is you and you go, yes, I want to ask Jesus into my life this morning, just lift up your hand so that I can pray for you this morning. It's a really important decision. Amen. Awesome. Put your hand down. Is there anyone else this morning that go, yes, I need Jesus. I need him in my life. Mighty God. Jesus' name. God, we pray right now. Your glory. And if you, maybe you're in this place and you've forgotten how to praise, you've forgotten how to lift up the name of Jesus. Maybe you've just lost your passion. That's you, just go, yet yeah, pray for me. Just lift your hand in this place. I'm going to pray for you too this morning. God, would will just restore your hope again. Amen. Thank you. he restore your hope. he restore your joy. When you look to him in the midst of the battle, he's there. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. You're worthy of our praise. Mighty God, you are worthy of our praise. And Lord, we put you first this morning, God. In the midst of the battle, you are there. You are there. We acknowledge you as our Lord and our King.